Hello and welcome to the Shiny Bees podcast, a podcast for those who like their knitting, comedy and yarn in equally large measures. I'm your host, Jo Milline, and this is episode 139, A New Normal. Hello, hello and welcome into episode 139. Today is Monday, I think it's a Monday, the 30th of March 2020, the Mad Dog 2020 and it has been a mad dog hasn't it? Literally been a mad dog 2020 and I'm Joe. I'm your host, I'm back with you again being random as you like and bringing you another episode which is kind of cool, that's like three in seven days eight days I was hoping for it to be more actually I feel like I want to talk to you every day but some days I'm just like not in that space and I think everyone's been not in that space at some stage this week mine was Wednesday I was like definitely not 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 in the room at all like not in a good place and um I wasn't like crying or anything but I was just like over it, massively over it. And um, shortly followed by Thursday, which involved a little bit too much amarula cream. Like, <laughs> I think there were different, you know, phases of adjusting to things. And the I can't cope phase is followed by an overly cheerful, I've totally got this, and then falling headfirst into some kind of alcoholic beverage. And then you kind of bottom back up again the other side. Um, but yeah, I'm back again and with you I'm not even sure what time it is I don't even know which uh, the clocks have changed in the UK right and um changed some of them but not all of them and now I'm in that kind of weird phase where you start questioning whether the clock is correct or not that you're looking at like, is it really this time or is it not see I thought I'd lost an hour but it turns out the clock in the car obviously is is an hour different to the real time so I was like oh where's that hour gone I thought it was earlier than this no I'm just confused by the car. Anyway, I'm back with you again. If you are a new listener, welcome in. I hear like everyone's getting into the knitting these days. It's super popular apparently when you're locked up. And if you have just got into the knitting, you might have phoned knitting podcasts and you might have phoned your way here, in which case, oh yeah, you're right. Welcome. And if you are a returning listener, welcome back. It's always awesome to be able to hang out with you wherever you are in the world and uh, spend a bit of knitting time with you or else otherwise you know sometimes I'd like to go riding trains in fact I've been on the train been on the long go trains in um, Australia with Marguerite first show take there and uh, she was driving her train and listening to the podcast last week which is awesome so cool like you do a podcast then you get to be on the longest or trains in the world in Australia like, I can be anywhere I feel like Yoda or something you know, like you can be in all these different places because people are listening to your podcast. It's super cool. So hi, Marguerite. Um, and I've had lots of other messages from other people too. So I'm going to do a few shout outs. And um, for those who are wondering, no, we haven't managed to have a shout out on Joe Wicks PE yet. We've been working on that all week. My friend's got a shout out today though, but it's quite hard to get a shout out on Joe Wicks PE it seems. But in the meantime, we're making sure the kids are doing their PE first thing in the morning. It's the, They're going to end up being PE teachers at this rate. It's the only, only work they are doing, really. 
Um, other that or esports professionals, this is quite hard work. But anyway, shout outs this week for Nicola Nolan. Hello, my lovely, aka Cosmic Knitter on Instagram, who keeps sending me lovely little funny memes and and random posts dms them to me which is really cool there's cat weaver creates who's Catherine. she's in north carolina and quite a new listener i think and small smiley dbex my legend hannah simps who's always chimping up to me on um insta she's really cute she also has a little guy called sam on your trike summerton um, his lovely daughter is is also like refugeed a little bit from China. She normally lives in China, but she couldn't go back um, at the moment. So she's hanging out uh, back here in the UK. There's Margaret in Madison who got in touch to say she's only listened to like two episodes with her sister Joe. Hi Joe. All Joes are awesome. And I hooked her up with my friend Louise Pants. So they're gonna go when everyone gets let out. They're gonna go knit together, which is epic. And the lovely Liz at Greenside Knits Liz, long-time listener of the show. Hello to you too, my lovely. So loads of little shout-outs there for all of the cool people that have been getting in touch and saying hello. And there are more. This is just a list that I had written up to Friday. So I will get some more in in the next episode for you for sure. But thank you very much for everyone that's been saying hello and leaving messages and comments and all that kind of good stuff because it is appreciated especially when you're locked up in the house on your own with your kids so yeah who else is adjusting to the new normal apparently like some ridiculous like 30 percent of the world's population is on lockdown at the moment that's pretty crazy right and uh, we are adjusting to that new normal as we say around here i was as i said struggling quite a bit on wednesday <laughs> seems like I wrote these notes on Thursday because I've said today after it and I've been super tired like super super tired I'm not sure why because I've been going to bed early and stuff because there's no point staying up like there's nothing to do there's not no good reason to stay up late on your own um I've just been going to bed early to try and obviously make sure I get enough sleep and all that kind of good stuff and I've still been really knackered, like really knackered and forgetting words and stuff, which has been quite strange <laughs> for me because I like to talk a lot, as you know. So I decided just to basically lower my expectations and they weren't very high in the first place um, from the last episode that I talked to you about this to, to basically zero. So on Thursday, I'm just like, my expectations for today are zero. If the kids manage Joe Wicks PE and nobody dies, like we've done a good, we've had a good day and that seemed to work quite well. And I actually got quite a lot of stuff done because I had no expectations about what I needed to get done. And that is a bit of a top tip from, obviously I've worked from home for quite a long time and been on my own with the kids for quite a long time. So I'm, I'm, I'm fairly used to it, uh, but it's still freaking hard guys. Like it's, there's no two ways about it. It's still hard when you can't just take them out to some glorious National Trust property and then let them run wild on the fields and where you can't actually hear them screaming. It's not, you know, it's terribly middle class zone, isn't it? But it's not, it's not that, that, that easy. And um, I found that it was, and it, this isn't just now, but you'll probably, if you're not used to working from home, will be experiencing some of this where it's very easy to get sucked into just doing more and more and more and more work or setting yourself a ridiculous to-do list that you feel really empty and dead inside when you don't achieve it. 
And I think I talked about this in, in a knitting goals episode. I'll find the link, but I definitely did one about knitting goals and like how you kind of, you know, if you wanted to set goals for your knitting, like how to do it without like making yourself miserable and like goals for life or just getting through the days at the moment. Yes, by all means, write a massive to-do list because then you don't forget anything and it's not swirling around in your head. But just pick three things that day that you need to get done. And once those three things are done, then you're finished. You can pick a bonus. If So if you're feeling super like into it, you can do the bonus. Um, but don't try and get all the way through the to-do list because the, the problem with to-do lists is they're a little bit like gremlins. You do one job and it seems to sprout three more. So, you know, you've, you've got to be quite strict with yourself. Otherwise, you will get burned out quite quickly. Um, or just do what I do and set your expectations to zero. And <laughs> unfortunately my expectations for my knitting has also been at zero and in fact the partial de-stash that I've been doing is still all over my spare room like a week later but I did manage to rearrange all of the aqua beads into colour order last night you know hashtag priorities anyway there's um the other aspect to this and something that someone said to me the other day which I think is really important so I'm just going to like reflect this back to you in case you are one of the people who are doing this as well is that whatever is a problem normally for you, whatever is something that sets you off normally or something you struggle with normally will be magnified at the moment because of the conditions that we are all experiencing. So to that end, just be aware of that. Like things will be aggravated. Whatever is normally a problem for you will be aggravated. So just, you know, be kind to yourself. Don't beat yourself up. You don't need to do that. Um, and just be aware of the fact that the, you know, things will warp and change is your perception of reality warps and changes with you know what we're we're dealing with so yeah so there's been some funny things happening around here like my kids have just suddenly turned into velcro children has anyone else have you have you got velcro children i have velcro pets so the shelties are velcro pets womble and bowser have always been velcro pets so they're the kind of dogs that they will follow you to the toilet and where it takes out of the door just in case you happen to be considering a walk straight after you've been to the toilet. Like they like to trot around after you and follow you, which is quite cute when you're a dog. Um, but now my children have started doing it. And they wouldn't be that bad if they were still toddlers, except they never did it when they were babies. Like they, they have never wanted to follow me around anywhere. They're super independent. But now all of a sudden they want to follow me everywhere. Which is a little bit irritating because I keep like knocking them over because they stood right behind me. And I was in the shower the other day and, you know, I've got two kids. So I don't, you know, it's not like I luxuriate in the shower. I don't have time for luxuriation in the shower. It's it's purely a get in, you know, get clean, get out type job. Five minutes. So I went in there and I'm like washing my hair and I'm like, oh yeah, and I figure out what I need to do and blah, blah, blah. Take this out the freezer. And then I open my eyes and the bomb is just stood there. She sneaked into the bathroom. I haven't heard her. Sneaked into the bathroom and she's just stood there staring at me like the exorcist or something. Not even saying anything. Not even, you know, coming in with the ubiquitous sentence starter mummy. She just didn't say anything. Just stood there staring at me. I absolutely cacked my pants. I'm like, what, what are you doing? I've been in here for like two and a half minutes max. What What is it that couldn't wait for me to get out of here? And why are you just standing there like a creepy ghost? What's that about? Oh, crazy. So yeah, 
that's been a bit of a struggle because they just they come and bomb everything. In fact, as soon as they hear me talking up here, they're going to be up here once they realise they're downstairs with um, with Zelda. Zelda's babysitting at the moment, so to try and get that five minutes peace. But something else I'm going to try this week is enforcing like an hour off, like an hour of full up solitude, like rest hour. I've seen some people talking about like nap rest hour thing, like timeout. I'm going to enforce like a hard timeout in the quarantine time where we just go and sit in our rooms and do nothing or do an activity of our choice by ourselves. That doesn't involve answering to the word mummy or making food <laughs> or, or any of the other stuff. Because we've all got stuff well you know that, that brain space we need to carve out you know i can just sit there and knit a little bit speaking of the knitting is anyone getting any knitting done anyone at all getting any knitting done i'm not getting any knitting done it's stressing me out a little bit not that you get like stressed about it really but you know i feel like i really could be making more of the knitting time right now and there's all this stuff about people like learning to play guitar and learning to knit and all of this stuff and i'm like are you a time lord like are you managing that all i do is like wipe down groceries with bleach water and make freaking snacks and you know hoover up crumbs that's all i do all day at the moment i'm like a full-on pa how do you you manage to like take up a new hobby it's so crazy so yeah and then someone told me then someone told me that the tonics factory is closed obviously due to the current conditions with the virus i'm like how can you do that like it's an it's a worldwide emergency the tonics factory is closed like there was a legitimate reason for for stockpiling tonics clearly there was not the toilet paper that's going to carry on but the tonics is not going to carry on and i would rather have tonics than toilet paper so yeah anyway so i haven't got much knitting done at all to be honest with you like I haven't even picked up the needles but my brother's girlfriend is interested in learning so my brother's like oh any idea where my brother my brother's like who's helped me move house before said this to me legit sis have you any idea where I could get like some some wool and some needles or like a loom or whatever like he's trying to use the words like he's obviously done a bit googling but then got a bit stuck um or a loom or whatever because like les wants to learn to knit she thinks about learning to knit and i'm like i just laughed i'm like dude have you seen my spare room <laughs> like is this a joke <laughs> yeah of course i've got stuff for us to knit with um and he's like well it was more of a hint to be honest so yeah, she's going to be learning to knit, which is quite exciting. So I'm putting together some resources for her and having a little stash dive, seeing what I can find in there for her. And um, I've also got a book that I'm going to review from Kit Adderley, which I'll probably try and do tomorrow if I can. Um, that's got a lot of basic patterns and stuff for new knitters. And she's just re-released that this week. So I was like, Kate, I'll review your book if you like and I'm also going to see if Les will review it for us as well like a proper new knitter to see what she thinks that'd be quite cool but yeah otherwise I'm not I'm just not managing and I think it is that thing where you know your capacity where you when you when you feel that a good use of your time is not indeed to get your knitting out it's to sort out your kids aqua beads into color order because that just makes all the difference in the world doesn't it so yeah, I think it's okay. And having, you know, worked and taught people and worked with people before, 
who are are under stress or are experiencing that capacity issues, shall we say. And that's a very common thing to do is to not deal with the thing that you probably should do to help you. It's to do something else that makes you feel like you're busy when actually, you know, like it doesn't overall contribute to what you're trying to achieve, but it it makes you feel good because you've done a thing that is reasonably satisfying but it's not a thing that gets you where you want to be going necessarily. And I definitely need to be knitting more jumpers because all of my jumpers are currently stuck in China and I've got one that's missing the buttons and annoyingly, quite apparently from wearing it for three days, the sleeves aren't long enough, but the rest of the yarn's in China, so I can't even make the sleeves longer. I mean, how bad's that? So, (laughs) And it's gone freezing all of a sudden again, raging. So yeah, basically I need to examine that whole knitting piece and I quite obviously what I decided to do was start looking for beads to do some beaded shawls because they're going to keep me warm aren't they um so yeah but if you're not managing to knit at the moment and I know a lot of people are not managing to knit at the moment like they just can't even bear to look at it it's just a bit much that's all right dude it's okay you don't have to be like learning a new skill or doing anything you don't want to do and if it all feels a bit much then don't do it literally you have my pink permission slip to not do stuff that you don't want to do right now that includes ironing and everything else as well but it also includes even pleasurable activities if they feel a bit much then just rolex them to the next day you know they're always going to be there the, the yarn and the needles will always be there. So, and if you're anything like me, like, you know, they talk about stockpiling toilet paper and I accidentally did because I ordered my toilet paper from Who Gives a Crap and um, I forgot to cancel the one before Christmas and I accidentally ordered another massive box. So I, I have got a lot, but not because I was stockpiling, it's just because of my badmin. So yeah, anyway, I do have a little review for you today. And it is a collection of multicolour shawls. Speaking of shawls, because shawls are one of those things where it's not that much of a commitment. They're a bit easier generally to pick up and put down. You get the kind of um, satisfaction of finishing them a bit sooner than you would with a jumper. You know, jumpers can kind of go on a little bit and they can be quite a good kind of TV knitting if you're doing a bit of Netflixing or whatever else. So I was given this by Joy from The Knitting Goddess at Edinburgh Yarn Festival last year and I've been meaning to have a look at it and review it and I've just not got around to it mostly because it was here and I was in China and um, and so I thought I'd have a look at it now for you and I've got quite a few things that I've been sent for review that I know now that I'm locked in I'm going to prioritise my time of speaking to the podcast crew because it makes me happy and, and not doing you know, number bonds with my kids. So anyway, it's called Wistha Barn and it's a collection of multicolour shawns with northern roots Hooray! by Joy McMillan. Joy is Joy of the Knitting Goddess and I've interviewed her on the podcast before. It was a really good one, actually. I really enjoyed it. It was quite one of those kind of quite good um, episodes. It's 118. I'll put a link in the show notes and all the show notes as per usual will be at shinybees.com forward slash 138 for this episode. Any of the show notes are at shinybees.com forward slash episode number, just in case you're wondering. So they were all designed um, using Knitting Goddess yarn. I'm a big fan of Knitting Goddess. I've been into the Knitting Goddess since 
Africa basically since I got into nice yarn um, and very nurturing fibres. I've also been into knitting goddess yarn and I have been doing some sneaky procurement. I, have, I won't lie to you. There's at least four sets of, of sock yarn um, on the bed next to me from stuff that I've bought recently. Um, in particular, the BFL mohair blend that she does is amazing, including Tonic's caramel colourway. I might just get that out and, and cast that on. Except all of my needles. All of my needles are in China. And I can't even, I've got a redirection on my house. So everything I order gets sent to Sussex. That's like 300 miles away. It's not good. Anyway, with the barn, which apparently means, where are you going in Yorkshire? Which I find quite confusing because I'm not from Yorkshire. I'm Lancastrian. I know people think that a Wigan accent is from Yorkshire because it sounds very similar to like Leeds, Castleford and all that because rugby league um but i'm actually lancastrian so whistler barn means where are you going in yorkshire whistler barn or whispin whistler bin means where have you been in lancashire and that's why lancashire is better than yorkshire so in this we have seven uh, six different um shawl patterns that have all been done with um knitting goddess yarn some of them have been with like mini skeins some of them have been done with full skeins and this um it's a variety of different yarns and one of the things about the knitting goddess that you might not know if you've not listened to 118 is she does um british yarns only so she she's really into kind of providence and trying to make things as local as possible and the yarns that i bought were literally spun and made within 20 miles of um where they stay and the yarns used in this book are the same so she says, at the Knitting Goddess, we're passionate about colour and provenance. We love British wool. So all of the wool in the yarns we dye starts off as a fleece from UK flocks before being processed and spun in the UK. The yarns used in this book were spun by Laxtons in Yorkshire. We're extremely lucky to have a mill less than 20 miles away from us. The journey from the mill to our workshop passes through several villages and towns and these have provided names for the shawls. How cool is that? So the first one is Bailden and this one is an asymmetric triangle shawl that are crea is created with knit stitches and basic increases and decreases to make an eyelet lace pattern and then the final edge because the edges can be a pain in the arse on shawls can't they especially big ones this is like a, a, a knitted on edge like a hap um, it looks very similar to the edging on I want to say Harriet's hap but it's not Harriet's hap at all no i've knitted it and i cannot remember the name of the uh, you, you see what i'm saying you know i said i keep on losing my memory i couldn't remember the name of garage band earlier i was trying to turn it on look up garage band to turn it on and i couldn't remember the name of garage band um ace light see it came back ace light so it's gudgeon johnson's shawl that i've knitted and um it looks very similar to that so it's kind of like a pointed triangle shawl edging that's knitted on sideways um which is really cool this one's knitted in dk weight um bfl masham and it's a two color shawl um with the the main body of the eyelet lace knitted in one color and then the knitted on edge and the other kind of heart top half of the shawl is knitted in the other color which is pretty cool um the next one is called menston this one has got a really sort of 
deep pattern. So it uses a very, like the same, it looks like the same starting triangle that um, the first one Bilden uses, but um, it's then got a different edging on it, which is kind of like, it's knitted in a a colour gradient um, from one side to the other. And um, this also has some eyelets in it as well and pointed edges. So it looks quite different. I've not really seen anything like this one before. And I like the colour play between the um, the mini skeins. I'm, I'm pretty sure it is a mini skein set and the plain colour, like the plain grey colour of the, the main body. So this is also knitted in BFL Mashing, but it's a four ply weight instead of the DK and it's a 100 gram skein and then it is a 120 gram set of mini skeins. So this is one that you could quite easily, you know, use an ordinary skein yourself and then if you could pull together mini skeins and we talked about mini skeins a couple of episodes ago, but like what do you do with those? Um, you could either use a mini skein set or you could put together your own set from what you've got or to be honest, you could just use like a gradient yarn if you get 120 grams of gradient yarn. Um, you might not even need the whole 120 grams. You might get away with it. If it's a 100 gram one, um, that would do the work for you. You wouldn't even need to change colours, which would be good. And this one can also be done in Brit Sock as well. So the Knitting Goddess Brit Sock is awesome. I love it. I've got loads of it. And that is a four ply. It's 40% Blueface Leicester, 20% Wensleydale, 20% Alpaca and 20% Nylon. So it's really good for socks, but it's also really nice and hard wearing for... Um, shawls that are going to take a bit of a battering basically rather than I find sometimes shawls can get a bit bobbly especially with the finer um, fibres and um, this will be one that's nice and cosy and it will wear quite well so that's cool that's number two and it's quite big it's like a metre by two metres it's quite large the next one is Otley I really like this one so the main body is in rib there's no kind of lace looking yarn in this it's a combination of rib and stocking stitch basically so it's it's quite structural it looks quite nice there's a bit of something to it but not you know not too much um in terms of you know lace or patterning or anything like that super versatile and um, this one uses um it's uh, russian joins basically so that the, the colors all flow into each other which I think is really cool. It's always nice to use a different technique in a shawl, especially if it's a basic one, but then with a cool technique, that's, you know, it's something a little bit different. Um, the Russian joins also mean that you can use up every little bit of yarn, which is um, really good. And there are notes on how to do the Russian join technique in the back of the book. So this one uses a 100 gram skein for the main body, which has the rib. It's a, it's a large triangle. Um, and then it uses a set of five mini skeins. So that's a hundred gram of a hundred gram set of five mini skeins. So 20 grams of each. Um, and it's it, this, the, the sample is done in like a blues and greens. It's really pretty. So again, you could use pretty much anything for that. You don't necessarily have to use the yarn that is called for, but it, it, it it's because it's so simple. It, it allows you to show all of the different colors in the yarn um, because you have the main colour and then you have the, the mini skeins all kind of bled into each other, which is awesome. So Leithley is 
another kind of lean triangle shawl and this is again very basic but it uses an entire set of mini skeins so it creates this really pretty gradient effect starting from that kind of the corner of the neck and uh, the middle of the neck going all the way down to the ends where obviously the colors get kind of spread out a little bit more um again this is a four ply pattern and you could knit this in the Brit sock as well if you wanted to. It also uses the Russian joins and um, it's just another way of showing off like a gradient of yarns. Um, I think it looked really cool in self-striping as well, personally. Um, maybe not a crazy self-striping, but something a bit more tonal that's not quite so aggressive. If you can find that, um, that would be awesome. The next pattern is called Beck with Shaw. And this is quite a classic hap pattern hap shaped pattern and it's stockinette stitch it starts with black so like a black main color and then it, again it goes into these um mini skin rainbows towards the outside of the shawl the bottom of the shawl so if it was round your neck the black would be nearest to your face and then the kind of bib part that sticks down that would be all of the colors it has the sideways edging as well it looks quite boonitzy you know with the really pointy ends and um, obviously there are no uh, beads in this but uh, that that hap edging makes it look like that the shark tooth sort of edging um again great for showing off any pretty colors of yarns any gradients anything like that a nice simple pattern like this will show them off really well especially if you've got like a set of mini skins lying around that you don't really know what to do with this would be a really good pattern for that so it calls for it's four ply again and it calls for a 100 gram skin and one 120 gram mini skin set so her mini skin sets which i'm sure are available on the website are uh, 12 colors in the mini mini skin set obviously you do six or any kind of interval there within that to make it work so yeah that one was Beckwith Shaw which is cool so quite simple patterns um the last one that we've got is Harrogate I do like Harrogate and this one is cool so it's just a dead simple sideways shallow triangle shawl um, but what they've done is they've striped, or what Joy's done, what the pattern does is you stripe um, the colours from one end to the other. So you've got like a double rainbow of stripes. Double rainbow. So yeah, um, which is pretty cool. So this is in the four ply again. You need a 120 gram um, mini skein set and then you work those sort of against each other to create the 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 effect. Um, it's worked in primary shades so I've gone all the way through and not told you that the mini skin set that most of these are worked in is called primary shades uh, but because again it's dead simple this would be classic TV knitting type stuff and just letting the yarn do the work again really versatile you know scarf pattern you can just throw it on take it anywhere jobs are good and really and use up those mini skin sets for this too so yes yeah, so that was the six patterns which is cool i think my favorite was is is otley otley's my favorite 
I will put uh, links to this in the show notes and I'll put all of the pictures in as well so you can have a quick toot through those if you're looking for something that's a nice kind of potato chippy knitting. I am not a mini skin person so I don't have mini skins lying around so much but I am definitely going to be having a look maybe for some self-stripe or a gradient or something like that I can combine two together and have a crack at some of these patterns. So that is Wister Barn. Where are you going in Yorkshire? Not Wister Bin. Where have you been in Lancashire? Um, a collection of multicolour shawls with northern roots designed by Joy Macmillan of The Knitting Goddess. You'll find everything to do with that at theknittinggoddess.co.uk. So that's my review for today and my chat for today. I'm hoping to be back with you again very soon and I'm hoping to have actually like picked up my needles by then and and got back into the knit but thank you very much for listening give me a shout on any of the so- socials i'm at shiny bees or you can email me info at shinybees.com if you've got anything you want me to take a look at or anything you want me to talk about or anything like that then let me know um if you're struggling like if you're struggling and i'm just you're struggling so much now you're listening to me um just give me a shout you can send me a dm or whatever send me a meme whatever you want just yeah just get in touch i'll talk to you i'm dead friendly ask anyone i'm dead friendly unless you're weird unless you're one of those weird fake military men or fake shakes on instagram in which case i'm not talking to you but anyone else that's, that's all right that's all right um so yeah take care everyone happy crafting and i will speak to you soon cheers You've been listening to the Shiny Bees podcast. Short notes for this episode can be found at shinybees.com forward slash 138. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please do share it with a friend or someone else that you know that likes knitting. Cheers. <laughs>